When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. It is December 17th, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Talking tonight about the SmackDown, about the Rampage. Tonight, it finally happened. We finally had the A storyline in all of WWE take a big, big turn tonight with developments between the tribal chief making his return after a week off the beast and the wise man. We will get into it. We will talk about all of it. We will talk about rampage. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and Issa NYC Dima Diva. Here we are tonight all together again for our last Friday show of the year, because next week's Christmas and uh, they're doing like a best of package on the new year's Eve. Yep. Very sad about that. Yes. Yeah, we still well, we still have Tuesday. We still have Tuesday. So, yes. but this is our last Friday one. And tonight, I don't know if you caught this during SmackDown, they promoted Tuesday on NXT. Tony D'Angelo settles yes! his business. Yes, <gasps> I popped for it. I popped for that. I was like, yes, Tony D'Angelo should be the only person that they advertise if they want people to watch 2.0. Yeah. yeah. He should have had his own segment tonight on SmackDown, but I'll take a commercial. <laughs> it's okay. I want to be greedy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he should have had his own segment of Rampage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, before we hop into everything, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Uh, a couple things going on in the news. Uh, the latest with Bray Wyatt, this might upset some people, but it looks like for the time being, he is opting to take some time away from the pro wrestling business. Uh, of course, his 90-day compete was up a month ago, if not longer, and we haven't really heard from Bray Wyatt or Wyndham, as he is now legally known. Uh, but the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that uh, there is talk about Rotunda within WWE, of all places. But uh, um, he was a far apart with money in terms of deals, potentially with Impact or AEW. And he now has a Hollywood gig that uh, he wants to focus attention on and not necessarily step back in WWE or anywhere else. So it looks like a lot of places are on the table for him to potentially return. But that doesn't seem like something that Wyndham wants to do right now. What do you think about this, Issa? 
I mean, he needs to make whatever decision is best for him. I think I, I, I remember talking to you guys about how much I would love to see him like be part of the horror industry in Hollywood. So I'm very happy that this is the route that he's taken. I'm personally not surprised that he will be in conversations with WWE or they will want to want him back. I think Bray Wyatt with him is a is very WWE-ish. I don't know that I can see him with his gimmicks in AEW or Impact and, and how they would treat it, how it would go. You know, I, he's, to me, he just comes off very WWE. That's just my opinion. But he's going to do whatever is best for him. Maybe this Hollywood gig is really something that he always wanted to try. Why not do it now that he has all the time in the world? Yeah. And it's tough, you know, for WWE because, you know, I'm sure for them it's hard to say they're sorry. It's hard to make the things they did undone. It's a lesson they've learned all too well, for sure. And so they're just asking, <laughs> don't answer the phone now. <laughs> oh, Glenn. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we're hearing WWE in the discussion in terms of them possibly bringing him back. Because around this time, we've seen WWE roll out a lot of Fiend merch. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm guessing that they've done pretty well because they've done it multiple times. I I've been like a honey badger trying to get some information about how they've sold but nobody wants to give it to me yet uh but i'm sure they're doing pretty well and i think wwe might have seen like you know they're not going to bring it back for what he was making before and they were saying that he's like a top five paid person so he doesn't have to worry about money very much but i do think that wwe would be open to bring him back given how much merch this fiend character has sold right uh, even long past him leaving yeah i think before roman reigns coming back he had to have been on WWE stuff merch seller throughout that pandemic um, period with the Fiend character and even the um, Firefly Funhouse. I remember they were doing those boxes, remember, where they were putting yeah, like the, mm -hmm. the puppets and all that, and they were selling out in like minutes. So I know that Bray Wyatt is definitely a needle mover. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we'll talk about needle movers tonight. It's going to be fun. Um... <laughs> Well, the next two stories we have are about Brian Danielson, another needle mover, uh, depending on who you talk to. Uh, but Brian Danielson. What uh, needle? Is... The time clock? Oh! <laughs> Shots fired. I was fire. opening it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> time clock mover Brian Danielson is set to get a rematch against Hangman Adam Page, it looks like, from the words of AEW president Tony Khan. He said he's excited for what's coming next between Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson. It's far from over, Khan said. And I'll tell you this, Brian Danielson is still the number one contender. It's a rematch I'm very much excited to see. So AEW doesn't do very many rematches. We saw a draw with Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega that did not amount to rematch, but this time they're going full bore. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you guys about this, so I'll start with you, Glenn. What did you think about the uh, time limit draw that went an hour this past Wednesday on Dynamite? And what do you think about a potential rematch and where that's going? I need to sneeze. Uh, thank Bless you. you. Um, Bless you. I did watch, I did watch Winter is Coming, and I have to admit, hooked in, because I was like, there's going to be a big debut, going to be a big surprise. It's Sting! Again. <laughs> I, and I have to say, it was almost like a little bit of a troll job um, in the sense of like, okay, you think this is going to be a big surprise show and we're just going to give you great wrestling for two hours. Like, no real surprises, no major developments. Um, it was a good match, but he's talked about this. I mean, he's wanted to do something like this. I mean, I'm sure he would have gone for two hours if they would have let him. So... You know, good for him that he's getting to live his dream. But uh, I thought it was a good match. But and, and no finish. And we've talked about this. We've talked about the no finish ending. 
It's very frustrating. In all aspects of life, a no-finish ending. Especially after 60 minutes of hard work. Yeah, I, I know about the 60 minutes. I would know about the no finish. You know, I've, I've never had an unhappy customer in my life. Are Who's we, gonna let are this we, all are, hang? We are we sponsored by Blue Shoe tonight? Or do we, <laughs> do we go into to that? Or? <laughs> Use that code WINK. W-I-I-N-C. Listen, I thought that the in-ring storytelling perspective of this match was absolutely incredible. Um, but there was... I, I nitpicked at it a lot, and it's probably because I watched it with my mom, who is a big wrestling fan, but she doesn't watch AEW. So hearing it come from somebody that wasn't that hasn't seen it before completely made me nitpick because I kept trying to sell her Adam Page because I know the story, right? I'm invested, and she's like, okay, well, he doesn't look like the world champion. Brian looks like the world champion mm. in this match, and I'm still trying to sell Adam Page the best that I can. And, of course, at the end of the day, she's just telling me, she's like, neither one of them could get it done. Why did I just waste an hour? And I'm like, stop, it was good. I didn't I, I didn't like the finish. It, it, it gave me, I think, Alfred, you mentioned it, kind of like the exploding barbed wire match where it was an amazing match, but you just think of the finish. You cannot keep doing this with Brian. Right, yeah. and if you don't want Brian to lose, then don't book him in matches that he can't lose. The rematch, what are they going to do? What I mean, I'm not even going to ask because they will probably prove us wrong because these are two incredible performers. But it's like you just went for 60 minutes. What is it going to be? A squash? Like a complete opposite? I'm curious to see what direction they'll go in. Yeah, it's good that they're you know they've got people talking at least about this feud. But I agree. I think it was a disappointment and kind of a miscalculation with AEW to go an hour and then do a draw. I think they that's their limit. The thirty minute draw is a different thing, and I think it was just played differently with them still fighting and people going crazy, and that was very exciting. But this hour long draw, I you know as much as I did like this match, and I, I must yeah. say that like you know you guys have already have talked it up, and I completely agree that this was a very good match. But I think the fact that it was so good made it more frustrating when they went that hour-long yeah. draw yeah. especially on a show like this it had like really nothing else and it's supposed to be this made for tv special so it really felt like i wasted my time i mean just think back to when you're a kid and those schoolyard talks of like who would win batman or superman the hulk versus wolverine godzilla versus king kong could you imagine as a child if someone would have been like actually it would end in a draw because they're both equally powered and technically competent <laughs> like, we, we would have <laughs> like, that kid couldn't have sat with us at lunch but like yeah. no we need a winner that's yeah. why you have these conversations and contests. Yes. Like, can you imagine if Endgame Avengers ended with everybody just like, all right, we're done. Ceasefire. We're going to have a peace treaty. Nobody wins. Nobody loses. <laughs> and half of the world stays like, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Glenn. Like, I, I feel that way. And it, it was just, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I didn't like it. And I thought for Brian, for Hangman Page, first title defense, it didn't really do a lot of favors for him it, you keep brian protected but i don't know what does that do for your world champion right now and we've talked about this i think it's a little like music sometimes where um you can be the most gifted musician have the most prowess do things that are just insane and so technically proficient like people think you're just born with a gift from god but if the song doesn't have a hook and you can't get down to it you know there's something that's missing in the connection and i just did somebody like say hook yeah, yes. you better be there careful. They might send him. <laughs> Please. That would have been a better ending, actually. I mean, and I hate interference endings. I believe I once described them. They're like a no finish ending if you're doing things and like the neighbor knocks on the door and it's like, some, should we get it? Should we stop? And you get it. And then after it's like, I'm just going to go to sleep. And it's like, I was just getting the door because you told me to. 
<laughs> like interference endings are frustrating in another way, but at least it could have been, you know, amusing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens in that uh, rematch. And our final story does tie into Brian Danielson. Of course, we were talking about needle moving. Somebody who doesn't seem to think that Brian Danielson is much of a needle mover is Ric Flair. He's been uh, having a lot of quotes about Brian Danielson and AEW people. Of course, he recently said something to the tune of, you know, Brian Danielson isn't me. And then he walked that back and really put over Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page for having a great uh, match and quote unquote saying a new bar. But now Ric Flair is back at it, criticizing Brian Danielson. Some would uh, believe saying that he's just okay. He said, quote, he's okay. This is how I feel. When Hunter put him over at WrestleMania 30, that made him. So Ric Flair um, really stirring things up on his new podcast, Ric Flair Woo Nation with Mark Madden, uh, really talking about uh, Brian Danison. I will say this, though. The next couple of AEW Dynamites are going to be in uh, Charlotte and Greensboro. That's Flair country. So I think it's kind of curious <laughs> that Ric Flair is now yelling at clowns in AEW uh, with AEW coming to Flair country. Do you think there's a connection here, Issa? Uh, I don't know. Did he? Was he making some remarks too about CM Punk? I, I don't know what Ric Flair says anymore. Like he has a podcast. Like they 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 gave him a platform to speak, and now he's yelling at clouds. You know, there's like I I I I, I, I can't agree. I I don't know. You know, we're not talking ratings here. I think that this is one of Brian's best runs. I really am enjoying him in AEW. His attitude has changed. He's doing things differently. It's not like we're getting babyface Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania 30. This is a whole different character, and I'm enjoying it. So I have to disagree here. It's weird, man. I mean, but then again, I mean, do we really care? It's like, I, I think Ric Flair's thoughts on Daniel Bryan are about as relevant as like Eric Clapton's thoughts on anything. Um, you know, I don't care what <laughs> Martin Scorsese cares about, Mar thinks about Marvel movies. Like, you know, at a certain point, your generation was great. You did great work. But, you know, this isn't necessarily for you. Yeah, that might be the best way to put it, Glenn. And I, I do think a part of this is Ric Flair has seen it all, done it all. And that perspective, while, you know, he can say what he wants to say. He's a legend. He's earned the right to say all that stuff. Nobody has to agree with him. But it is a perspective that is very jaded. It's not necessarily like a perspective coming from somebody uh, enjoying wrestling. It's somebody, Ric Flair, who's been on every level of wrestling at the highest levels. And so he's probably pretty disillusioned. So when he sees somebody like Brian Danielson uh, being great in his era, he's going to naturally compare himself and comparatively, you'll see how big Ric Flair got, and he'll probably think that Brian Danielson is okay, but, you know, to each his own. Right. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Nothing else. That's the news. Old man uh, yells at cloud. <laughs> it's like, what did Ric think about the BET Awards this year? I mean, it's about <laughs> as relevant. Okay, now, I want to hear that. I do. Come on, Ric Flair. I will actually, I wouldn't be mad. I He's got the offset connection. <laughs> you know, we might see him at day one with Amigos. Who knows? He was in a music Definitely. video with Bad Bunny. I just had to throw that That's out there. That's true. That he was. That's true. <laughs> you think Ric Flair knows who Bad Bunny is, though? Like, he, like in person, like, he could pick him out, you know, like, of crowd at this no, point? Uh, Not well, a chance. No. Yeah. And, and he looks completely different now than what he did in that music video, too. So he oh. probably wouldn't recognize him. Well, there you go. Uh, what should we talk about first tonight? SmackDown or Rampage? SmackDown. Okay. Uh, SmackDown tonight. We open with Sasha Banks and Tony Storm versus Charlotte uh, versus Shotzi 
Charlotte Flair. Shotzi's back. There were all these articles popping up over the last week. Where's Shotzi? What happened to Shotzi? And tonight, she made her return for this match that ended in uh, Tony Storm and Sasha Banks getting the win. Issa, what did you think of this match? I thought it was a fun match, a fun opener. I I, I appreciated them starting right off with some action. Uh, so who got the jobber entrance? Was it Tony who was already out there? Somebody didn't get an entrance. I think it was Tony Storm. Um, that's beyond the point. I love the chemistry between Tony Storm and Sasha Banks. I thought they made an excellent pairing. And yeah, like I said, it, w- it was fun to see them open with a match. It was fun to see them open with the women. We'll see. We'll see where this all goes. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is good. It's good for Tony. And this is like two weeks in a row because I was in the building for the LA SmackDown last week That's and right. she was very over. And they were really chanting, We want Tony. And I'm sure that came across when you guys were watching. And then for a second week in another pretty big city, you know, another top three city, Chicago, was very over there to that crowd. So I think this is something WWE should take heed of. Um, they really haven't done a good job, I don't think, booking Tony Storm, but people don't seem to care. And I think that's really a credit to her in terms yeah. of. You know, the connection that she's been able to make despite being hampered by what I think is bad creative with this character. I think she's very over to these live crowds and they just take advantage of this wrestling and her potentially beating Charlotte for that title. Do you think, though, I mean, she's not going to beat Charlotte. I always think that Charlotte is a candidate to lose that title because, you know, they're just trying to run that number up. So, you know, I'm not for her losing uh, and then, you know, or Tony Storm winning the title and then just losing it back. I don't think that's good for a babyface that's new. But, you know, there's always a chance that Charlotte loses, I think. Agreed. Especially they're going to keep Becky super strong and and they want to do a title change. I can see the SmackDown title being the one that they play with more than Raw. They might just keep it on Becky until WrestleMania. Well, are they getting a title match next week or are they getting it at day one? I think they're doing it at day one, but now I'm not sure. Who? Tony and Charlotte? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. We're so prepared. Well, they, they don't also, but it's weird because they're taping Christmas Smackdown tonight and then yeah. there's going to be an off week and then day one, the day after. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's tough to predict where it's going and they're not great about confirming these things anyhow. You know? Oh, no, they'll post it on social media two hours before yeah. day one and put yeah. it on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so after that, I can't believe I have enough to read this. The Viking Raiders <laughs> took on Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Send beer. Uh, I'm gonna send start. Beer. I'm gonna start that instead of send hook. Now hook is over. We're gonna start send beer. <laughs> Let's get beer over. If we get yeah. beer over, we deserve an Emmy. Because he's coming to Raw for the last what, five weeks and he never shows up. So yeah. send beer. Yeah, the Viking Raiders. Like I. I forget how great they are until you see them wrestle i actually thought this was a fun match i thought they got a couple of really good spots and it was fun to see them and then then i start reminiscing of their day on nxts and he's like how did we go from you know war machine to this like it just feels so different but i hope that they're starting to build them up because the tag team division of smackdown desperately needs a different team that is not the new day or the usos just feuding with each other constantly and and i think the viking raiders could be that team if they book them the right way yeah clearly what they need is another series of uh vignettes where they talk about how handsome one of them is. <laughs> or playing basketball with the street I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, pair them with Los Lotharios? No. You know? 
Yeah, just think about <laughs> think about the golden vignettes there. They could hit the town. They you could wanna, go clubbing together. You want to see the Viking Raiders throw their pants off? I want to see the Viking Raiders get taken to a club. I want to see okay. the Viking Raiders in a dance club. Now, now that I've put that in the universe, I want to see that vignette. With Lisa what about Powers. going to like a festival with Brooks and Dunn and Casey and Caden? <laughs> no, I think I, I want them at a club and I want them to do a dance off at the club. Oh, see that? There you go. And have that some would be fun. Moves. That would be fun. But then the miss needs to be there to judge it since he's an expert dancer now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Shanky. Send beer. Hashtag send beer. It's just such a terrible name. It's probably the worst name in all of WWE. It's so egregious because he's a giant and it's like, the thing is, he's a big guy and that's all they tell you about him. And that's at this point, I, I don't think he's had too many matches. So, you know, they keep him limited. So this thing is that he's tall, but he's got this goofy name, Shanky, which for <laughs> such a giant, it just really kind of undercuts his mystique. Right. Yeah. And this is his ring name. I just had to look this up to make sure we're not making fun of his shoot name like his real name. <laughs> like, yeah. this was a chosen place. name. Yeah, by somebody. Yes. Maybe he chose it. Troy Corsi is saying better than Swanky. Swanky is a better name. The only thing worse than Shanky would be Spanky or Skanky. Or Stanky. <laughs> Skanky is definitely worse. I don't think you're getting over as a giant with a name like Skanky. Yeah, well, not WWE. Could. Maybe that's some place you can get over. That. Yeah. Has anyone called him Stanky yet? Because that seems like that's got Vince all over it. Oh God! Please don't give ideas. Yeah. If oh they God! Do, they start, if people start chanting it and they do, they'll they'll run with it, and you'll see. Oh it every my week. God! They'll run it to the ground too. Like it's gonna be so bad. I like Jinder Mahal, and I'm sure Shanky is a very talented performer. Just really can't get over the name. I love Jinder Mahal's entrance music. I will forever love his entrance music. And I will always love the Punjabi celebration that he had after he won the WWE title. It was lit. Don't at me. No, that was that was an awesome segment. I think <laughs> he's had some great uh he had a great heel run when he was champion. That was really cool. Like I think he's got a ton of potential. But um yeah, I just I hate this I hate I hate the name. I hate yeah. the name Shanky. Okay, Shanky. Yeah, but- <laughs> they're really not doing much with either of these teams. I mean, you know, the Viking Raiders are starting to get a little momentum, but I feel like they're just in the spot that Los Lotharios was in before they disappeared. So it's now I'm just conditioned to wait for the Viking Raiders to disappear so another tag team can temporarily win a couple of matches. Yes. Terry Allen Jr., $2.70 saying no new stars being presented for Roman Lazy. Yep. Shanky. Shanky versus Roman. Book it. Same beer. <laughs> Then <laughs> beer. No, beer I agree. I agree. Roman. There's a, the draft really took a lot of the stars of SmackDown and sent them over to um, Raw, and he left SmackDown with barely anybody there for Roman. There's pretty much nobody for Shinsuke, let alone the Universal title. So this is this is a concerning situation. Yeah. Shanky is the Hoobastank <laughs> of wrestler names. <laughs> What's the worst name, Hoobastank or Shanky? I think Shanky's worse than Hoobastank. <laughs> I think Shanky. Yeah, I, I think Shanky. I vote Shanky. Yeah, Hoobastank is fun to say, I think. I can't pronounce it. It's not a good name, it. but it's a, it's a fun, you know. I can't pronounce it. I botch it every time, so. Try it. Try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Shanky's worse. Let's move on. Send beer. <sighs> 
So uh, Viking Raiders won that match. Yes, they um, did. We got a recap of that. Drew McIntyre putting his sword in the desk and Madcap Moss Corbin stealing it. Um, we had Paul Heyman. Oh my, Paul Heyman, like a giddy schoolgirl in love. So awkward when his crush Brock Lesnar showed up and he just looked so conflicted. He was like blushing. It was weird. It was beautiful. I mean, Brock showed up in a denim jacket plus the overalls. Listen, I would have looked at him like that too. That was hard eye emoji all <laughs> over that segment from, from Paul Heyman and from myself. I thought Brock looked like a million bucks. And I absolutely loved this segment where he was like, oh, my tribal chief. And Brock was like, good luck with that and giving the little pat in the back. I am absolutely enjoying this Brock Lesnar so much. He's just getting better and better every week. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good baby face. Like, yes. he's a different baby face Brock Lesnar. And I think he's doing a great job pulling off this character because he does have to be the baby face given where this fuse direction is going. And I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, it was it was so good, so good. Yeah, um, and that set up what we were gonna see later in the night. Um, so happy talk with Madcap Moss and yeah. Baron Corbin. <laughs> oh man, Adam Pierce's desk in the middle of the ring. They could not pull the sword from the proverbial stone. Uh, we got Moss dropping hilarious jokes. Were they? No. Okay. No, they were not. I don't want to lie to our audience, you know. And again, it wasn't anti-comedy. It wasn't like so funny or abstract. It was funny. Like, no, this was just <laughs> not funny. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but McIntyre came out, beat them up, got the sword out of the desk. So are we getting a... Corbin, or not Corbin, we're getting McIntyre versus Moss. What the hell is Drew McIntyre doing? <laughs> we heard from Terry Allen. He's talking about like new star. What about Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns if there's nothing else for him to do? Because I mean, Drew McIntyre, mind you, began the year as WWE champion. And now he's wearing silly hats and feuding with, it's a comedy feud, really. And so I, I think this is just the, the longer he stays with this, the worse. And I didn't think this was a good segment at all. The Chicago fans took this opportunity to chant for CM Punk. And yes. I don't think WWE should do these segments where it's so bad it's going to get heat because it takes really a high level of creativity and comedy to pull that off where it's so bad that it's good or so bad that it's ironically good. And sometimes when WWE is trying to be funny, it's not funny. A lot of times, actually. But now they're, like, trying to sabotage this by making it bad. And it just, that's what it is. It's so bad that it's bad. I'll tell you how you get this over. Because I could not stop thinking about this watching this segment. Is Do you remember when Fortnite introduced that sword and everybody would try to get it because it was OP? And then you were, like, you were able to, like, kill everyone and pretty much win the whole game? Yes. Sorry, my dog yeah. is barking. It's his birthday, so we're going to let him get away with it. Anyway, so what if that is the trick? What if the, the person that gets the sword out of the desk ends up getting all of these crazy superpowers that come with the sword, and then everybody's trying to like get the sword out, like trying to figure out who the chosen one is, and it's not even Drew McIntyre? I, I, that's all I was thinking about the entire time. I was like, this is, this is probably a better what What my imagination is generating is a better idea than what I'm watching right now. So it's stupid, and Drew McIntyre just feels like nowhere near where he used to be and it was like how i used to think that he would not get worse than the backstage historian promos Ooh. guess what he does get worse than that because i i hate <laughs> this even more 
Yeah. Twas bad. Um, oh, this was a bright moment. Sami Zayn is going to have a 12-man gauntlet match next week with the winner receiving an intercontinental title shot. Oh. Do they yeah, have 12 people? Yeah. <laughs> 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 to see. Well, Shanky's going to be there. I'm sure. Do you think he wins? Shanky? If Shanky yes. wins, I will eat part of this hat. I am clipping that. You heard it here first, everybody. I'm clipping it. <laughs> You're going to have to do that too, Glenn. You can't go back on that. I know. We have Are to you going to cook it? Are you going to cook it or just like eat it like that? Well, I'm not, I said part of this hat. I'm not going to eat the entire thing. Okay, but the part that you eat, how are you going to eat it? Is this going to be like fried, air fried? Are you going to like put it in some freaking, I don't know, soup? I'll probably I just cut off. I'll probably boil it down to soften it a little bit and cut a piece so I don't choke on it. And I'll probably, you know, I'll figure it out. Figure it wow. out. Wow. Come up with wow. something. Commitment. Yeah, you guys want to hear a great statistic is that uh, Issa's dog is named Roman and he has the same birthday <laughs> as Pope Francis. Who the <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for that. You Did that? you plan it that way? <laughs> no. It's Roman's birthday. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge my <laughs> Acknowledge dog. Him. Shanky better not win next week. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm going to be cheering for I'm going to be, let's go, Shanky. <laughs> <laughs> it will be the one and only time we actually root for Shanky. <laughs> oh, the results probably leaked online. I should uh, oh. probably look that up if I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I'm going to record my reaction just in case. Send it to Glenn. Oh, my God. So, Ridge Holland versus Cesaro. Pretty straightforward. Ridge Holland got the win. Is it pretty straightforward? Why is Cesaro losing to Ridge Holland when he was just in the Universal title picture? Ridge Holland is getting that, like, weird mystery, like, Austin Theory push where I'm not sure why. It's like they say, we have to push young talent. But it doesn't feel earned. I mean, he's been there. Rich Holland's put in the time. Don't get me wrong. But I don't feel like this has been an organic getting over, like showing his skills, working his way up. I feel like they just were like, Rich Holland's a thing. And uh, he's, you know, Cesaro's uh, on the losing end of that. Yeah. And I mean, I guess he's a new talent come up from NXT. So I shouldn't be complaining that he's winning. But it just doesn't make sense that you're having him win against Cesaro. Like Cesaro, I don't know. I, everybody that Roman has feuded against, it hasn't helped them afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We see so, some of whom so much more than out of the goddamn company. But, <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> I, I, I think Rich Holland is miscast in this role as like pretty much Mickey James to Sheamus, where he's like this starry-eyed fan of Sheamus, and and they're really doing a lot of the comparisons, kind of like what they're doing with Paul Heyman, Brock, and Roman, where it's like they're lovers and like Cesaro's the ex, and you know, Sheamus is here with this new bay, Rich Holland. And I just don't think it fits what Rich Holland could do because he's kind of like a, a, a Brock Lesnar prototype where he could. Well, I really now want to see a video package of all of them, but with the um in sync song, it makes me ill playing in the yes. background. That'll be beautiful. <laughs> the beat on that song is perhaps it's, the entire the best beat on No Strings Attached. That song is it's so underrated. It's one of my favorite NC songs, and I can't believe that it wasn't even a single. I know. That and Space Cowboy. Yeah, oh, Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy. Oh, such a legend. And um, Digital Get Down, which I, I was listening to it the yes. other day, and I'm like, God, the world has changed. Like, the way that they're talking about how they're going to do this digital <laughs> nasty stuff, and I'm like, wow, this is not how we do things anymore. This song did not age well. <laughs> 
I love that record. Oh, like, it's my favorite. I was a I was a big NSYNC uh, fan, and yeah, that was my celebrity favorite record. Has better production, but no strings Celebrity attached. has some jams, though. Celebrity yeah. is underrated as well. Yes. Oh man, I gotta listen to uh, the 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 uh, extended mix of pop again with the beatbox breakdown cut up no. again by BT. Weren't you no. the one telling me that Justin Timberlake did like post edits? It wasn't really all him. BT yeah. did the post edits. So Justin Timberlake yeah. just like beatbox for like five minutes straight, and then BT cut it up. He BT has a trademark like stutter step that he does with drums, and he did it with the beatboxing. Uh, so, so that's what you're hearing is like the pans of that like just cut up i think yeah. just, just to like described it, it's like you looked at the timeline and you saw like hundreds of little snippets of wave files because he did it manually there yeah. wasn't a plug-in for this he like manually cut up the entire thing it's pretty sick yeah. um naomi versus sonia deville no seems Not like really. it's gonna happen <laughs> we're getting Shayna baszler but naomi beat Shayna baszler she did she did, and I love the promo that she cut before, um, you know, Sonia sent Shayna Baszler out there. I thought this was great. Naomi is really looking good. I just really need this story to have a payoff. As long as we get a payoff, I will fully be behind this, but I'm just starting to worry. <laughs> We're not yeah. going to get the payoff. Like, how long is it going to take? I, I don't even know if they're going to save it for day one now because, like you said, they're yeah. pre-taping. So I'm not too sure that they're going to give us two SmackDown women matches at day one, and I don't want this on the... I don't want this on the pre-show. I for sure no. do not no. want this on the pre-show. So I'm concerned about when are we getting the payoff because we need it. Otherwise, this is going to be a mess. I think I, it has to happen at day one. You think so? Right. You can't yeah. keep. Yeah, I think so as well. I was talking about this last Friday when you were both out. I was saying I would like an entire episode of SmackDown where Naomi just alternates between beating the crap out of Sonya and like yelling at her. Like just two <laughs> hours. Commercial <laughs> free. Amazing. Start division. And I was saying with Sonya Deville, I watched, and it's it's weird to think about this. Like, I watched a couple weeks ago that movie I Care a Lot with Rosamund Pike. Um, I want to see worse things happen to Sonya Deville than I wanted to see happen to Rosamund Pike in that movie. You know, I'm with you. When she was like, when I'm wearing this suit, I was like, don't they all stay in the same hotel? Why doesn't she just break into her room in the middle yeah. of the night and be like, you're not wearing the suit now and just beat her off? Like, and then like show that on like WWE.com exclusive. <laughs> Yeah. On site. Yes. <laughs> or follow her to the gym or something, or when she's getting her coffee, <laughs> when she doesn't have the suit on, it's game on. Not, not, don't make it the 24-7 title, though, but I think that will be interesting. That's actually really good booking of the stipulation that she pretty much set on, where right. she doesn't have a suit. So then, oh, oh, okay. I'll wait till you don't have the suit then. Right. <laughs> she's walking around in her one pajamas, and Naomi just jumps her. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's – so here's, here's what I want in the episode, okay? So, one, I want, I want this to be, like, Sonya Deville's worst day ever. One, I want Naomi to, like, sabotage her dry cleaning, so no suits. Oh, that, I love this. Love so this. no suits right there. Um, flat tire on the way to work. She has to like, you know, push a car to the side of the road. Can't change the tires to Uber in. She gets into work. HR complaint. I want Naomi to go through the channels, file it. I want Sonya to have to attend a sensitivity seminar, like <laughs> for the better part of that afternoon. Um, and then I want this terrible day to culminate in a match against Naomi where Naomi just like, this isn't a squash match. I want Naomi like a full hour long. I want longer than Brian Hangman where Naomi just, like, whoops her around the ring. What about, like, what Booker T and Austin did, where Naomi would be playing the role of Austin, like, in the grocery store, yeah. where he's just beating the hell out of him and talking trash to Sonya Deville for, for an hour or so. I yeah. love that. 
And even then, still not enough. And then Wataluz, where she maybe, you know, gets kayfabe fired. Yeah. And then shows, up to, shows up to AEW kayfabe, though. <laughs> oh, no, or she gets put back on the roster, and Naomi gets made the general manager. We've lost control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying there's, there's an arc here that we could do over one evening, and I think it might not be the highest-rated SmackDown ever, but I think it would be the most satisfying episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, took on the New Day in a non-title match tonight. Now, they are facing each other, I believe, for the titles at day one. So why not have a non-title match tonight on free TV and let New Day get a win? Bringing into question, will they win at the pay-per-view with the titles on the line? No. These teams have, I mean, they've had so many matches together, and some of which are some of my favorites. But, I mean, the fact that they are already going to have that match, and then they're having this match again, it was just so hard for this crowd to get into it. Because I think they've seen this too many times and they know they're going to see it again with stakes. So it's just, uh, you know, I think they're really over. After they have this match at day one, they should really keep it separate for like a year or so before they run that back. Yeah, that's what I that's what I said earlier. I, I love their matches. I love their chemistry in the ring, but it's too much. And they're, they're, you could have done something different here or booked a different match yeah. um, because just it just makes you not get invested into this and you're not going to be invested at day one because we just seen it so many times and so i many. hate to criticize it because they always give in their all especially on pay-per-view but you have to keep them apart for a little bit and that was my first my first feeling when they got drafted to the same brand i'm like we're gonna get the usos and the new day for the next year until the next brand ha- like the next draft happens and, and it looks like we're going in that direction and you don't hear about the other tag teams in smackdown where Raw, I feel like it's doing a little bit of a better job at building other tag teams at the moment for RK Bro in, in SmackDown. It's just New Day and the Usos. And the Usos don't even feel like the tag team champions. They just feel like Roman's backup, yeah. you know? Sometimes when they pull out the belts, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot they all have gold because, you know, you know what I mean. They're not doing enough to present them as the dominant faction that runs the show. Because the Usos lose a lot. So they only seem dominant when they are backing up Roman, not when they're on their own in their matches. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't the case at the beginning of this bloodline formation. That's what I actually really liked about this stable is that the Usos were not presented as goons. It was main event Jay. They were protecting Jay for a while. And then Jimmy came back and then he had his own character with the nobody's bitch thing. So it was really three individuals as a team and it made it seem even more interesting, but I agree since then they've kind of bastardized the Usos to where now they're just pretty much as henchmen. Yeah. Even, even in, in three men matches or at the house shows, the Usos are taking the losses here. The Usos lose a lot. So, and, 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 and we'll get into the main event segment because Roman mentioned how much he despised when they lose. And I'm like, well, you must despise them a lot because <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, so let's uh, talk about this main event tonight. Um, and they did set Tony Storm versus Charlotte will be on next week's Christmas Eve episode. Already been taped. I don't need to look at a spoiler. I'm pretty sure how that match worked out. Uh, but we had Roman Reigns come out with the Usos. And yeah, he berated them for losing. As he should. Yeah, right after a loss, too. Mm-hmm. Talk about salt in the wound. And then said there's family, though, and they can get through anything because they're blood. But then turned to Paul Heyman and said, you are not blood. Like, this got dark real quick. Uh, (laughs) And he was interrogating him and questioning him. And then the big line was that Roman said, why are you protecting uh, Brock Lesnar from me? And then Paul Heyman's retort was, I'm protecting you from him. Um, 
I mean, and then they start beating up Paul Heyman. Right. Steel chair and everything. Yes. I think Paul Heyman, when all is said and done, is going to be Team Roman. I think this is an elaborate ruse. I think it's too early After for this Beastie to just saved his butt? Yeah. Like, Beastie yeah. just saved him. Brock doesn't need to come out there and save him. And he saved him. I think he's going to be Team Brock. Roman don't need him. Because, okay, I can see that, but then why did, okay, if we're doing this angle on, like, a SmackDown, they still got day one. They're probably going to have a match at WrestleMania. There, I think there needs to be another twist or another angle to the story, and I just don't see Paul Heyman switching to Brock, and then that's that's it. Then we're done with this. He's not switching to Brock. He switched to Roman. You see you see my point? He's always never, been loyal to Brock right, is what you're saying. Right, right, right. So, okay, I, I, I love this segment. I, I felt so sad for Paul Heyman. I felt so torn. I feel like I'm the Paul Heyman in this feud because you guys know how much I love Brock and how much I love Roman, and I just want to protect them both, but I can't I can't pick a side. I understand where you're coming from, Paul Heyman. But I, I thought that they would go in this direction where Roman would just dump Paul out of just doubt and not trusting him, not because we actually, like you said, Alfred, look, we're speculating about it, and that is the smart way to book this because you don't know. You really don't know where... Paul stands, and by Roman dumping him first, you still don't know. So you can speculate and be like, he's going to come back. Maybe they planned this. Maybe this is a work. I have been enjoying this storyline, and I almost wish that we would have not gotten so many feuds with Roman and Brock in the past, because this is the best that we have gotten between the two of them. Oh yeah. But we've seen it so many times as well. We were just giving that criticism to the New Day and the Usos. We've seen them feuds for so long. This is the best out of, you know, if you got to go Roman 1, 2, Roman and Brock, one, two, three, four. I would say this is probably the best and the most invested that I've been. Yeah. The pop for Brock when he came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brock too, but Roman too. Roman, like when he walked out of that uh, limo, they went crazy for In Chicago, Chicago's one of those hardened cities. That was one of the cities that used to boo him the most out of anybody. But they were going nuts for Roman. And if we ever eventually get a perfectly booked baby face turn for Roman, that mentioned the city acknowledge me is going to be so over it's going to be one of those wrestling catchphrases that will forever like remember i really believe that because it's already over and he's a heel right now imagine if he's doing it as a baby face oh yeah as soon as he mentions the city name people go crazy and they're acknowledging him nobody's booing at that point which is awesome for him so we're getting brock and roman though at day one yes we are yeah that's right hard to keep straight it'll be interesting I don't I know. Think the title, I think the title matches that they want look very good. Both of them. Saturday pay-per-view. It'll be exciting. Yeah, they've been building yeah. up this card. They're, they're definitely trying, so we'll see. I think it's going to be a good wrestling card. Yes. No, absolutely. Uh, and that's two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, two weeks from tomorrow. It is that's 2022. That's How crazy. did that happen? Where did the time go? Unbelievable. Well, I thought we were back on March 2020. <laughs> Yes. Well, we might be. <laughs> Omicron might uh, run that back. <laughs> Yo, Marion. <laughs> I saw a meme, and it was the meme of Stink taking the, the mask on to reveal the other mask, you know? <laughs> and it was like December 2021 revealing itself as March 2020, and I laughed way more than I should have. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That thing meme never gets old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's move over to Rampage tonight. Man, nothing says a show like a bunch of multi-man tag matches. Yeah. Yeah. We got two. To, 
Tony Khan, don't be a coward. Instead of giving us an eight-man and a ten-man, let's just have one 18-man tag match. Yes. Look twice as long. Have Tony them all in the ring at the same time, too. Tornado 18 tag match. He was too busy tweeting Fox News to, yeah. <laughs> to really book this show. We should have talked about that in the road. That was a late-breaking story, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the style of what he did because he kept saying the same thing, but then I he just know. kept tweeting it over and over. Like and then he bot. kept adding them like multiple times in the same tweet. I was like, oh my God, I want to, I just want to be sitting there watching him go, <laughs> <laughs> you know, good. I mean, he's passionate. The man is passionate about his company and what they do, but I would never see Vince McMahon tweeting something like that, you know? No, Vince tried to beat up Bob Costas instead when he didn't like what he had to say. Yeah, this is a com- maybe not tweeting, but I do think that this is a temperament I think that's very common amongst billionaires and people who are, who are raised with, uh, with, you know, with money. And I don't think they're used to taking criticism, especially right. in the role he's in. He's the darling of a lot of people and how they right. cover him. And he gets a lot of preferential treatment from a lot of the top media outlets. So when people go after him, he is very thin skinned. You know, he's not really uh, raised, I don't think, to take all this type of punishment. So when it happens, he's like, wait a minute, what did you say about me? Right, right. But it's just like, okay, you're tweeting at Fox News. Of course, I will think if a lot of people are going to take wrestling over watching Fox News on Wednesdays at 9 p.m., you know? I don't know. WWE NXT's gra- uh, demographics probably pretty close to, to the Fox Nation at this point, you know? <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't know how we ended yeah. up here, but it was no, just It's funny. all good. Uh, so we had the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Bobby Fish with Brandon Cutler versus the best friends, Trunk, uh, Trent, <laughs> Trunk, Trunk, Trent. <laughs> Trunk. Trunk. Trunk is a good <laughs> wrestling name. Why don't we have someone named Trunk? Said Trunk. Oh my God. Trunk, that is, I'm putting that up there, man. That is a good, solid wrestling name. It is. Uh, Trent, Chuck, Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Rocky Romero with Wheeler Yuta. And uh, fun match. Uh, Orange Cassidy kissed Adam Cole at one point. Uh, Alfred, what do you think of this? I thought this was a very good match. I thought Orange Cassidy looked like a superstar in this match, but I really uh, did like uh, how they worked the match. I mean, again, the, the whole eight-man thing, it's hard to get into because it's such a prototypical match that they would do uh, just to kind of showcase people. There's no stakes involved, so you're just kind of watching a bunch of wrestling. Uh, but I thought it was fun. It was funny that they did the Young Bucks-Adam Cole thing where they got pulled out, and they had a, a couple of uh, fun spots in this match. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a fun match. I always love seeing how freaking over Adam Cole is no matter where he goes like the way that the crowd loves doing the stick with him and they love everything that the elite does I really just want to see I, I want them to get to what they tease on Wednesday you know and, and with this being pre-taped oh, yeah. I feel like it, it takes you a little bit off of the storyline because they tease that big gift on Wednesday and then you're seeing them wrestle and not mention it that's the thing that I'm nitpicking up Rampage being pre-taped right but this match was fun and I actually as somebody that I'm not a I'm not big on Orange Cassidy. I thought he shined in this match. If I had to think of who was the person that stuck out the most to me in a match where you have the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, it was Orange Cassidy, and that's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Think we get Kyle O'Reilly on Wednesday night? I do. No, I mean, sting. you know, you know, we should get the we should get the fake sting. I want to see Jeff Farmer on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, they didn't need to turn the lights off, okay? I know we're not talking about it, but I just, I'm going to say it. The lights did not need to go off unless it was Malachi Black. You didn't, you were doing too much. You were doing too much, and that's all I'm going to say, okay? The it is a bit of a troll move. Off. It's a troll move. It yeah. is. 1,000%. Yeah. 
Uh, so best friends of Rocky Romero got the win here. And then oh man, see, like I, I feel bad because people are like, dude, you're just shitting all over AEW, but Dan Lambert, that's the best thing you could put on tonight. Dan Lambert addressing the crowd. I like Scorpio sky, but Alfred d- d- prove me wrong. Why was this segment good aside from Cody showing up and all that? Well, well, I mean, that makes, I, that makes yeah. it good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is actually bringing Cody down. Like, this is making Cody less cool. This is making Sammy less cool. I do like Dan Lambert. I, I like really? the character. I think I love his promos. I think he's very passionate in how he delivers them. He does a great job in terms of getting heat with these fans, and he had more heat than pretty much anybody on the show. Like, there aren't very many characters like a Dan Lambert who is in the vein of an MJF, where they get like actual heat where people are booing them. And it with Dan Lambert, it does not feel as much like they're doing it as part of the act because he's hitting the right notes in terms of how he's making fun of wrestling fans. But he has gone to that well a lot. So I think the promos are getting a little repetitive. And I thought that this was very weird for Cody to come. I, I did not expect Cody. I just thought it was funny that he's just burying the Jaguars. He's burying all this stuff. Yeah. But when he goes after Rose to the top, oh, now those are fighting yeah. words. You don't talk about my reality show, brother. <laughs> I feel like Dan Lambert, uh, actually MJF is cool. Dan Lambert to me comes across like your angry high school football coach who wants to rant about <laughs> yes. his ex-wife, yes. like uh, his minor league career that didn't pan out. And what's wrong with you kids today? You're too soft. Yeah, that's what he Yeah, I, I, I find myself hanging on to every world that in every word that MJF says were with Lambert and just angry every time he speaks. So, <laughs> you know, like it's two different kinds of heat when I'm watching them, but it's still... It's not go away heat, in my opinion. It's just they're just playing uh, a heel in different versions of it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't get into it. I just can't get into it. Yeah. We got a Dustin Rhodes sighting. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um. So after the segment, we got a nice package for the uh, TBS Women's Championship, uh, the Final Four. Yeah, what happened to that? It's been, what, like two weeks, three? I guess this is always a plan, but it's just weird for a tournament to go to the semifinals. And it's like, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, everybody. Is it? Because now we're going to get a tournament that's going to go all the way to double or nothing. So don't be shocked (laughs) if we like are seeing tournament matches for the next six freaking months. (laughs) Well, the TBS Finals are when they're on TBS, right? That's when we get the final match. Yeah, January 5th, yeah. right? So hopefully soon. Two yeah, and a half sure. weeks away. Okay. Uh, Ty Conti versus Penelope Ford in a submission match. Uh, that this, this is where they get a bad rap because like this match barely was a match. Ty got the win. But it's like I don't understand why if you're going to have one women's match on the show, it's this abrupt. Right, but it was, still, it was still pretty good. I thought Ty Conti looked great, and I like seeing her on TV just because it seems to be... like We were just talking about Roman having that issue that's happening with Britt Baker, mm. too, where she gets these number one contenders. They get their world title shot, and then they're nowhere to be seen. I like seeing Ty still you know, somewhere yeah. on TV. But with that being said, this Ty and Anna Jay versus Penelope and the Bunny is, is being so overdone, especially on Rampage. I feel like it's the only women that we see feature on Rampage, and it just needs, it just needs to change. They just seem to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and I did like the number of unique submissions that they used. Yeah. There was a couple of True. things that I don't think I've ever seen in terms of submission-wise. So they are very uh, creative with uh, what they did there. So this was fine. This, it, was, it was a change of pace because this is a submission match. You don't see that too much. And so they were grappling a lot. And I don't think it was perfect, um, but I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. 
Put that on the poster. Put that on the promo. That's how you sell tickets. That was perfect. <laughs> it wasn't it was perfect, fine. but it was fine. Tenable just like, fine wrestling. Nice. Just like Brian is just okay, according to Ric Flair. <laughs> Put it on the poster. Brian Danielson, just okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we did get confirmation the Owen Hart Cup tournament will be in May. The finals for the men's and women's tournament will conclude at double or nothing. Uh, next week on the Christmas edition of Rampage, we're going to be on next Saturday. We got Hook versus Bear Bronson. They're Sammy sending Gu- Hook. Yeah, Sammy Guevara versus uh, Cody. Um, what else? Oh, and then we had uh, the main event, the ten man. If you didn't, if you thought the eight man was in high stakes enough, ten man tag: the Lucha Brothers, uh, Eddie Kingston, Satana, and Ortiz versus Daniel Garcia. They claimed a 2.0. Alfred, what did you think of this match? And the claim getting cut off during their freestyle yeah, rap. It started hot. We had a CIA JFK reference uh, about how the CIA killed JFK. Should have been MLK because they did murder MLK. His wife won a lawsuit yeah. against the U.S. government because of it. But I digress. Maybe that was the Tony Khan call to edit that in the JFK. It's a lot more safe. Uh, but I thought that was great how it started, and uh, it was fine. It was okay. This is a weird match because Ray Phoenix is, you know, I love seeing him wrestle, but he, like, overshot a frog splash by, like, a mile where, like, literally, I think, like, his ankle maybe landed on Daniel Garcia. Uh, and then it ended abruptly to where the finish came where Kingston was rolled up, but people thought he kicked out, and I think Kingston didn't think it was a finish. So this is an right. awkward match, I thought. It I thought was very Ten Man is a little uh, ambitious, especially with the people involved. Nothing against them, but I don't think uh, this was the right mix for a 10-man match. Yeah, I agree. You mentioning that Frog Splash reminds me of that botch that we saw on Wednesday night with Dante and the MJF match. That was scary. His knee landed on yeah. like his throat. Mm. That was a scary spot. Anyways, I didn't know where to focus. There was too many people here, and it didn't feel like everybody was on the same page. Um I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was very depressed at the end when I had to watch Santana and Ortiz just walk away while Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros have their tag team title segment because I really would like to see Santana and Ortiz being in the title picture. Mm. So that, that completely depressed me. That should be the quote. He said, it was a 10-man tag, but it felt like 20. <laughs> <laughs> it did, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, was a lot, lot going on. There was yeah. a lot going on during this match. Yeah, I mean, that's what you think so, when you yeah. put that many people there. Mm-hmm. In a bad way, I think there was a lot going on because it was very yeah. kind of tough to keep up with. And the way not, it was not the strongest, too, but yeah. I mean, it's not like a lot of people watch Rampage, so they'll be okay. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get those fast nationals from Vince tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, from, the, from the streets, not from Vince. Come <laughs> <Right>. on, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> Please. I don't know what this Vince <laughs> you guys are talking about. It's, yeah, uh, I, I have no idea. My plug. Vicente. Vince McMahon strikes me as one of those guys that loves to tell you and brag that he's from the streets. You know? Yeah, the Vince we're talking about is Vince Staples. He's from the streets, and that's where they, the fast national. 1,000%. Yeah, Staples. if you're from the streets, you don't brag about it. You, yeah. you just know. You just <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Garcia, they claimed 2.01. Jurassic Express came in and saved. Eddie Kingston after took care of the heels. Um... Yeah. They're the number one contenders. I think that'll be a good match. And and yeah. mind you, you know, I know Jungle Boy is the golden boy that they're pushing, but whenever they're in there with Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus is always the one that these fans chant for. I think they need to do more 
with Luchasaurus. I think he's just so different from a lot of what they have, and I think he's really good. I mean, he's not the greatest wrestler, especially when you look at the standard of AEW, what they said, but he's not bad by any means, and I think he has a lot of star power for just what that is. <laughs> Put that on the poster. Not a great wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just about wrestling, though. He's not a great wrestler, but he's not bad, but he has what counts, and that's the charisma and star power, and he was on Big Brother, and I think that should help you in any oh, Yes, because, you know, we love Big Brother, but... <laughs> But we, we need to do a podcast where we try to just be positive. Like, like we should try it one night where we just try to be positive because this, like, oh, it's just okay. We sound like Ric Flair. Yeah. Tony Khan isn't smart, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> I mean, this episode was fine. It's just like Wednesday. Okay, first off. That crowd, God bless them for having any energy because they taped this Wednesday. They sat through a 60-minute match that ended in a draw, another hour of Dynamite on top of that, and then this, and I'm sure there were some uh, warm-up matches and stuff. Before this, the show. this crowd did get the redebut of Sting. So, I mean, that if Rampage gets taped right after that, they must have been hyped. <laughs> Look, I, been, I was impressed by how hot they were, to be honest. And there have been really solid episodes of Rampage. In an hour-long show, you can do an amazingly tight, fast-paced, entertaining wrestling show. This just And it, it felt to me like um, like they were creatively tapped after Winter is Coming and with everything that's been going on, and they're just saving their powder a little bit for the new year. Like This felt like them doing a little bit what WWE does, just sort of phoning it in around the holidays. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I did feel this was a slightly... F- not here. Here we go with the passive aggressive quotes. I was gonna say, <laughs> do it, do not it. A, no, it wasn't like horrible, but it wasn't like a throw. Like you know what I mean? It was watchable. Yeah, it was a throwaway that. episode. It was a throwaway episode of Rampage. Okay, so. <laughs> but I was gonna say, now that you mentioned that, you really just made me go back in my head at how excited we were the first few weeks when Rampage was just really giving us a super easy to digest show yeah. that we could get through. We were excited to talk about. I don't think it's felt that way, at least for me, in a couple of weeks. And maybe they'll pick it back up right now. I think they're trying to kind of like situate themselves. They're going to TBS and this and that, but it doesn't feel the way that it felt back on the beginning. And 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 I mean, we did get Adam Cole. There was a, a bunch of names here today, but remember, we were getting a CM Punk match on Rampage. We were getting Daniel Bryan, you know, Brian. We were getting Brian on Rampage. For now, it feels like the, the star power of Rampage has slightly gone down. More than slightly, I think. I think they've admit they've they're now resigned to the fact that this is definitely a B show, and this card, you know, kind of proved it. It was very exhibition in terms of how it felt. Yeah, and I get why. I mean, look, ten man tags, things like that, make a ton of sense at house shows. And there's like it's um it's like the Justice League or Avengers theory. Like you could buy one comic book and you get Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all you could see all your favorites in one thing, but they really don't get their time to shine or storyline because it's just a showcase for everybody, right? Yeah. Right. Like I understand the logic behind them doing this tonight. It just felt kind of like I mean, remember how good NXT was when it was an hour? Like how much they were able to pack in. And I feel with Rampage, they're just not putting in that effort. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that they were in the beginning, and now they're yeah. not. And and I don't know, because we are also in a month that is notorious for being a bit slightly throwaway-ish from WWE. 
Um, I didn't think that AEW did that last year. Winter is coming. I thought deliver. We got the big debut. We had a title change in that in that um, special. So I thought that AEW was going to capitalize on the fact that they know that WWE doesn't really put a lot of effort into December, where this December doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. And so Trevor Stuck in the chat saying it's like SmackDown puts a lot of effort into their main event or their last segment. I feel like on Rampage, like, I, I just don't feel like they've really been doing that, which is weird because it's the perfect way to set up what's going to happen next week on Dynamite. No, if I am booking Rampage, I will book my hot angle in the beginning. Nobody's okay. going to stick until almost midnight or whatever time it is, time zone that you're in to watch until the end. So while you're still watching SmackDown, you might switch to see what they start with, and that might keep you there. So if I'm booking Rampage, I will book my hottest angle or match first. Yeah, and that's now that I think about it, when is the last time they did have a hot angle to end that show? I feel like that main event is just saved to be a wrestling main event that has no, yeah. nothing they, really is going to happen. I think the big, the last biggest thing that I remember, what was it, the Eddie Kingston and CM Punk thing? Yeah, but remember? that was in the middle of the show. I, that was right, the right. No, event. no, I no, it's never the main. I don't, I don't think they've done anything with the main yeah. event. It's always a match. I just don't get the mentality. I mean, I understand with WWE, the craziness of Vince McMahon, the burnout. They've been doing this for way too long, right? right. But it's like, here you are in AEW. You've got an hour of time, of prime time, on national cable to do with pretty much whatever you want. Like, do some crazier shit. Like, take some swings, take some chances. It's just, yeah. it really feels like an afterthought. And I think that's just a big missed opportunity. Agreed. Well, on that upbeat note, <laughs> not a bad night of wrestling, but that's the thing. I want to be pumped. Like, SmackDown. Not a bad night, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't must watch, but it wasn't terrible. I'm not saying it was the worst thing I've ever seen, but it also wasn't the best. Um, oh, my God. No, but SmackDown. You're booking on this show a lot. You guys yeah, oh, that. seriously. But but SmackDown, like, I've had nights, and God, I, can't, I mean, I kept hoping to say this because this is just inviting a shitstorm. I've had nights where I'm, like, really amped up by the ending of SmackDown, and then by the end of Rampage, it's kind of like, okay, I guess I'm going to go do the podcast now. You know, like, it kind of just puts a damper on the evening of wrestling because a lot of times, you're right, they do open hot. More often than not, but man, yeah. it's like if you are watching it. To, okay, this is the point: if you're watching it to the end, you are not rewarded for watching it until the end. Right. That's, that's why nobody's point. watching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the viewership does show that. Yeah, I, and I also think Rampage is such a DVR show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it, folks. Um, we'll be back Tuesday. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it you again Tuesday. You guys don't forget to bring me a Christmas gift. Absolutely. Yes. And everybody, subscribe to Issa's YouTube channel and be sure to follow Issa and I on Twitter. Uh, I think we got something going on this weekend. Got a little project. Got a little project. Oh, that should be fun. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Should be good. Everybody, act activate those free uh, trials to Showtime. So follow along. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. Well, Alfred said this is nasty. He says it. NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with the one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. To uh, have a good evening. It's the holiday season. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, go to the movies, perhaps. There's some Wear your stuff mask. Out. Yeah. Wear your mask. Stay safe. We'll catch you back next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.